You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, we preview the T20 International Series between Australia and the West Indies. It's the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast and let's get started. Let's have a look at the T20 International Series fixture between Australia and the West Indies for this short T20 International Series of two games. The first T20 International will be played on the 5th of October at Metricon Stadium and the second and final T20 International will be played on October the 7th at the Gabba. Let's have a look at the T20 International stats between Australia and the West Indies. Head-to-head in T20 Internationals overall, Australia 7, West Indies 10. Both teams' records in Australia in T20 Internationals. Australia have won two to the West Indies one game they've won here in Australia. Leading run scorer, Gale with 420. Leading wicket-taker, Walsh with 12. Most dismissals, Wade with 9. Most catches, Warner with 8. Most matches, Gale with 14. And the first T20 international match that Australia and the West Indies played was back in 2008. Let's have a look at both Australia's and the West Indies T20 international squads. Let's have a look at Australia's T20 international squad and talk about some of the challenges facing Australia in this T20 international series. So Australia's squad for this T20 international series against the West Indies, Finch, Abbott, Cummins, David, Green, Hazelwood, Inglis, Mitchell Marsh, Maxwell, Sams, Smith, Stark, Wade, Warner, and Zampa. That's Australia's squad for this T20 International Series against the West Indies. Now, an important series for Australia. Five games in the lead-up to this uh, T20 World Cup for Australia, plus one warm-up match. So in total, that's six games for Australia to get ready and prepare for the T20 World Cup. Two games against the West Indies, three against England, and one warm-up match, which I believe is against India um, for that warm-up fixture before the T20 World Cup starts. Um, Before Australia kick off the tournament on October the 22nd with the rematch of the final from last year's T20 World Cup against New Zealand, which will be at the SCG. Um... So for Australia, they've got a lot of players who have come back for this series. Uh, David Warner returns, Mitchell Stark and Mitchell Marsh return for the series against the West Indies after missing out the India series. Now, David Warner was managed due to workload, being rested, uh, whereas Mitchell Stark had a bit of a knee injury and Mitchell Marsh had an ankle injury, which he picked up in the ODI series against Zimbabwe. Um, Marcus Stornis was meant to return Uh, to the squad for this West Indian series, but he's been ruled out of the series against the West Indies due to that side strain injury he picked up against New Zealand in the second ODI a few weeks ago. Um, Cricket Australia have said he has not travelled with the squad. He is still in Perth, but will rejoin the squad in Perth for the first T20 National against England. Now, Aaron Finch has confirmed he's expected to recover and probably be back in the 11 for the first T20 of three against England, which starts in Perth for that T20 series after this series against the West Indies. Um, Nathan Ellis, 
who played in India, has been left out of the squad. Cameron Green, Sean Abbott, Daniel Sams have retained their spots for the West Indies uh, series. Uh, Kane Richardson, Ashton Agar, who are a part of Australia's T20 World Cup squad, won't take part in the series uh, to ensure they're in peak shape for the T20 World Cup. I, I believe they do have some niggles and some injury concerns. So that's why they're not playing in the series as well. So those are the changes to Australia's squad from the India series, which happened recently to this series against the West Indies. So uh, it's a pretty good squad, pretty strong squad. Obviously, Sean Abbott, Cameron Green, uh, Daniel Sams are not a part of the T20 World Cup squad. Marcus Soinis is, along with Kane Richardson and Ashton Agar. Uh, so it's still a pretty good squad. Obviously, it's the, it's the same squad or similar squad that won the T20 World Cup last year. So um, let's talk about Australia in terms of their batting and bowling in the series and what do they need to work on? There's a lot of areas to work on for Australia. Now, the India series, which was the T20 series they recently played in India, which was the best of three T20s, Australia lost that series 2-1. So there was a lots, of, lots of questions for for Australia to answer in terms of their batting, bowling, they had some problems. They weren't at their best. Uh, they were a bit inconsistent with both bat and ball uh, throughout that series against India. First of all, let's talk about the batting. There's some areas to improve on with their batting in Australia, going into this short series against the West Indies, and then going into the England series and into the T20 World Cup. But let's talk about the India series quickly and just recap about their batting there. They lost wickets at regular intervals. Um, they didn't really capitalise on momentum with the bat. Um, they lost wickets in clumps. Uh, didn't build partnerships or back them up. Uh, Cameron Green, Matthew Wade and Tim David are probably only the three batters that performed well for Australia in the series. Now, Cameron Green scored 118 runs and had a wonderful series. Matthew Wade... Brilliant finishing skills from him, and that's good signs for Australia going forward to the T20 World Cup. That Matthew Wade scoring runs, he got 89 runs for the series. And Tim David um, made his debut in the India series, he got 74 runs in total for the series. Um, so those are the three that really performed well in India. Everyone else was a bit iffy and a, and a few question marks. Aaron Finch, the captain of the uh, T20 side for Australia, despite his form slump, he had an okay series. He scored 60 runs in the three games. Um, highest score of 31. So, in a way, that's sort of good signs that Aaron Finch is scoring some runs. Um, and that's going to be important for Australia going forward into this T20 World Cup, that Aaron Finch scores some runs. Um, so, he had a pretty good series in India, despite his form slump, as we all know, and him struggling for form of late. Uh, Steve Smith had an okay series, 52 runs. A uh, high score of 35, but questions still are over uh, Steve Smith's spot in this T20 side. Should he be in the side? Uh, should we have someone else replace him? Um, Josh Inglis, he had an okay series, 41 runs in two games. Uh, the biggest disappointment with the bat from Australia in the whole series is Glenn Maxwell. He only scored seven runs from three games. Highest score of six. Um... That's not good from Glenn Maxwell. Um, so it, it was a bit of an inconsistent batting performance in India. So there's a lot of questions to answer in terms of uh, Steve Smith's spot in the side and Glenn Maxwell's form. Um, so it's an important series 
against the West Indies and against England before the T20 World Cup, an important series for Aaron Finch, important for Steve Smith, Josh Inglis and Glenn Maxwell to score runs and perform well. Uh, because the pressure will mount on them if they don't score any runs in this series against the West Indies or against England. Now, David Warner, who missed out the India series due to being rested and managed, comes back into the side. He'll definitely open. And then you have Matthew... Uh, sorry, not Matthew Wade. Um, then you have Mitchell Marsh, who'll come back and uh, come back uh, into the side to bat at number three. Now, Aaron Finch has confirmed that Mitchell Marsh will return to number three for this series against the West Indies. So, Mitchell Marsh has recovered from his ankle injury, which is good news. Um, and Aaron Finch has said he will come back into the side at number three. Um, but he did confirm, Aaron Finch, that uh, Mitchell Marsh will play as a specialist batter only for the first T20 as he recovers from an, an ankle injury, obviously. So... Uh, Mitchell Marsh won't be doing any bowling in the first T20. Um, he'll just play as a batsman um, for that first game of the series against the West Indies as he's trying to overcome that ankle injury. But he'll definitely be back in the side for uh, this first match against the West Indies. Uh, David Warner will definitely open. So with that all being said, um, Cameron Green's position in the team for this West Indian series is pretty straightforward, really. Now, we all know that Cameron Green's not a part of the T20 World Cup squad for Australia. Now, with Marcus Stornis recovering and expected to return for the first T20 against England and Perth, Cameron Green's chances of being a part of Australia's T20 World Cup squad have diminished. Now, obviously, he wasn't selected in the first place. He had a good series in India which was fantastic, 118 runs, high score of 61. He was striking at 214, which was unbelievable. A lot of people have said he should replace Marcus Stornis in this side. And I'm with those people that he should, because Marcus Stornis hasn't really done well um, of late in T20 cricket. But given that Australia have already selected the squad, it was unlikely for him to come in. The only way that Cameron Green will come into this Australian T20 World Cup squad is that if any of the players pick up an injury, then he's the first one to come into the squad. Um, but in this series against the West Indies, Cameron Green would have an opportunity uh, to be a part of the side still for these two games. Um, I don't think he'll be a part of the England series because Australia will be looking to play their full T20 World Cup squad for those three games against England. So I think this could be the last time we see Cameron Green in the T20s uh, this summer, um, because given that we're so close to the T20 World Cup, Marcus Dornis is expected to come back. So you probably, we all think he'll probably come back into the 11, which is a strong indication from Aaron Finch that he probably will. Um, so Cameron Green, his participation in that series will probably, uh, will be nil. Um, so in this series against the West Indies, as I said, he'll get an opportunity to have a bat, have a bowl, and keep improving as a T20 uh, player, as we saw in India. Um, so he'll probably bat, not probably he won't probably open the batting in this series against the West Indies. It'll be Finch and Warner. But maybe Cameron Green could bat at number four, maybe five, six, or seven, depending how Australia want to configure their batting order in this series against the West Indies. Um, so with all that being said, 
Australia just need to work on the basics. Um, it was a bit inconsistent in India, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing to have areas to work on and improve. The batting is no means a complete package. There's a lot of question marks over some players like Finch. Uh, despite having a good series in India, and he did okay, Finch, still question marks over him. Question marks over Smith, whether he should be in the side or not. Uh, Josh Inglis hasn't really performed or lived up to his expectations. Um, and Glenn Maxwell has underperformed. Whereas Matthew Wade and Tim David, who are a part of the T20 World Cup squad, have done pretty well in India and going to be very important players for Australia in this T20 World Cup. So um, this series and the series against England, important for those batters, as I mentioned, to score some runs and get some runs under their belt. Um, so for Australia, it's all about trying to work on the basics. Let's build partnerships, not lose wickets and clumps. Let's set the foundation and platform for the finishers, like a Matthew Wade or a Tim David or a Glenn Maxwell to come in and finish off the job um, and really put the pressure on the opposition bowlers as well with the ball. So I think for Australia, they've got plenty of areas to improve on and that will be their challenge against the West Indies about how do they go about it with the bat in terms of improving those key areas with the bat. Um, for them, it's all about trying to iron out the problems with the bat heading into the T20 World Cup. You don't want to have any issues going into a major tournament with the bat. You want all the batting um, to be solved in terms of problems, and you want all the batters to be scoring runs and in good touch heading into the T20 World Cup. So that's the challenge for Australia um, in this T20 series against the West Indies with the bat. Let's talk about Australia's bowling and, and some of the challenges facing them in this T20 series against the West Indies. Now, Australia have some areas to improve on with their bowling heading into this short series against the West Indies. Now, during the India series, Australia's execution with the ball at times was a bit poor uh, during the India T20 series. Uh, the deaf bowling was, was poor at times during the series against India. Um, Hazelwood and Cummins were off. Um, Adam Zampa had an okay series, um, but mainly Hazelwood and Cummins was a, a, a bit off in the series. They didn't quite perform well. Uh, Josh Hazelwood, he did okay. He picked up three wickets. Pat Cummins picked up two wickets, but at times they looked a bit rusty. Uh, and the Indian batters um, really took to them in terms of scoring runs against them and putting them under pressure. So they didn't have a great series by their standards. As we know, Josh Hazelwood's been pretty good in T20 cricket for some time. Um, he just had a bit of an off series. Pat Cummins is coming back from a long break. He didn't play a lot of cricket leading up to this T20 uh, World Cup. Obviously, didn't play um, any cricket um, during the start of the Australian summer against Zimbabwe in those ODIs, and also against New Zealand in those three ODIs as well. So he's been a bit rusty after a long break. Um, so for Australia, it's very important that Hazelwood and Cummins bowl really well because they're going to be relied on heavily in this T20 World Cup. And the good news for Australia is that Mitchell Stark returns. Now, Mitchell Stark didn't play in India because of that knee injury. Um, so Mitchell Stark returns. So Stark, Hazelwood, and Cummins, and Zampa. It's a pretty good attack for Australia. And that's pretty much the attack that won the T20 World Cup for Australia last year. Um, you know, 
you know what you're going to get from Mitchell Stark. You know what you're going to get from Cummins. Yes, he's been a bit off of late, but, you know, he's a quality bowler. You know, you expect him to come back and do better. Josh Hayeswood, he's just been a revolution. And Adam Zampa has really improved his leg spin over the last few years. So the areas for Australia to improve on in this series against the West Indies and then against England and heading into the T20 World Cup is about trying to get their execution right. They were a bit off with that in India. Their line and length were, were a bit inconsistent, didn't quite execute their skills in terms of slower balls or variations. That's something that they need to, to work on against the West Indies in this short series. And also the death bowling. The death bowling against India was poor, as I mentioned. Didn't quite get it right. That's where it comes back to that execution. So by having Mitchell Stark back into the side, that does strengthen the death bowling. You've got to remember that Stark wasn't a part of the India tour. Therefore, Cummins and Hazelwood had to bowl at the death. And they're not really specialised to do that, whereas Mitchell Stark is. So uh, there's a lot of areas for Australia to work on. But I think for Australia, it's very important just to get the execution of their skills right with the ball. Try and get that consistent um, in terms of their execution. Try to build on that consistency of executing their skills under pressure. Especially in this series against the West Indies. And also against England in that T20 series, heading into the T20 World Cup. But you have a look at the attack, Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood and Zampa. As I mentioned, it's a pretty good attack. And they're going to take wickets and they're going to win games for Australia, no doubt in this series against the West Indies, but also against England, but also in the uh, T20 World Cup as well. You know, it's a very good attack. Um, They all add something different. They're all different. Uh, They all have their strengths and weaknesses. Put them together, it's a pretty good attack for Australia. So for Australia, it's about trying to improve the basics of bowling, the execution, trying to bowl good line and length consistently, build pressure with dot balls, do the basics well. And and I think that's something they'll try and look to improve on heading into this short series against the West Indies, then against England, and then into the T20 World Cup. Let's have a look at the West Indies T20 international squad and talk about some of the challenges facing the West Indies in this T20 international series. So the West Indies squad for this T20 international series against Australia, Puran, Powell, Brooks, Kara, Charles, Cottrell, Holder, Hussain, Joseph, King, Lewis, Mayers, McCoy, Reefa, and Smith. That's the West Indian squad for this T20 International Series against Australia. Now, an important series leading into the T20 World Cup for the West Indies. These two games against Australia are very important for them in terms of preparation, getting ready for the T20 World Cup. Uh, The squad that they've named for this T20 Series against Australia is their World Cup squad for the T20 World Cup. Um, So... All these players will be a part of the West Indies T20 World Cup squad and they'll be looking to get some preparation and get some form uh, for the West Indies heading into the T20 World Cup, which begins very shortly. Um, Pressure on the West Indies team to qualify for this T20 World Cup because they are in the first round after failing to qualify directly into the Super 12 stage. So for the West Indies, for the first time, I think, in their history in terms of T20 World Cups, They find themselves in the first round of the T20 World Cup battling for their survival 
in terms of qualification for the Super 12 stage. Now, the first round match that they have is against uh, Scotland. And that will be at Bloodstone Arena, which is Bell Reeve um, Oval in Hobart. Um, they're in Group B. Um, they've got Ireland, Scotland and Zimbabwe. So it's not going to be easy for the West Indies. You would think they will qualify, but given that they've got teams like Ireland, Scotland, Zimbabwe, who have been very good and making some improvement in their T20 cricket over the years, it's going to be tough for this West Indian team uh, to qualify. So these two games against Australia, leading into the first round of the T20 World Cup for the West Indies, is going to be vitally important for them in terms of qualifying directly. And it would not be good for the West Indies if they do not qualify for the Super 12 stage. Um, of the uh, of the T20 World Cup. It just shows where the West Indies are at at the moment in terms of their form, in terms of their T20 cricket and how they're performing as a T20 team. Um, and it's quite sad, really, to see them in the first round of a T20 World Cup. Um, for the first time in their history, that's happened. So for them, they're under pressure and um, it's going to be difficult for them to qualify directly um, into the second round, which is the Super 12 stage. So uh, they haven't got a lot of experience in this T20 squad. They've got some experienced players like Puran. You've got uh, him. You've got Holder. You've got Cottrell, um, who've played some, you know, T20 cricket a lot um, for the West Indies and in their careers in general. Um, Evan Lewis has been around for a while. So they've got some experience. They've got other players who've got limited experience in the format, especially in international cricket so that's going to be the challenge for the West Indies is how they uh, perform as a team in general how do they go about things with the bat and the ball as a team um, so Nicholas Puran who's captain of this T20 side he's going to be under pressure it's going to be his first series against Australia as a as a captain in uh, T20 cricket for the West Indies it's going to be tough um, he's also going to captain the West Indies for the first time at a T20 World Cup. That's going to be tremendous pressure on his shoulders. And um, a lot of people have expectations of the West Indies to qualify um, into the second round of the T20 World Cup, which um, you would think they'll probably do, but it's going to be a battle. So they've got a lot of challenges, the West Indies. And this series against Australia, up against the defending champions, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a tough series. It's only two games, um, but you would think Australia will win this series 2-0. So they've got a lot of pressure from within West Indies cricket, the West Indies cricket team, and also their fans. Their fans um, have a lot of expectations on this team, and they haven't delivered in recent time. Um, as I said, they have a lot of players who have done well in T20 cricket. They've played in the IPL. They've played in the CPL, they've played in the Big Bash, they've played in various T20 leagues around the world. But can they put that all together and perform on a consistent basis as a T20 team? That's the next question for this West Indian side. Um, this is going to be the first T20 World Cup without Gail, Bravo or Russell in the squad. Um, the West Indies did not select Andre, Andre Russell. Now, was that probably an indication of moving on from Russell and probably looking to the future in terms of investing in the younger players. Um, so that's why they haven't selected him. So, yeah, they're going to be tested, the West Indies, in this short series against Australia. Now, 
the biggest news for the West Indies coming out of the West Indies camp uh, before this series against Australia and before the T20 World Cup is the news about Sherman Hetmeyer. Now, Sherman Hetmeyer has been dropped from the T20 World Cup squad. Now, he was announced to be in the T20 World Cup squad for the West Indies, but unfortunately, he's been dropped. Now, apparently, the West Indian uh, selectors and cricket board decided to drop him from the squad because uh, Hetmeyer missed his scheduled flight to Australia. Now, Sherman Hetmeyer did not go on the plane to Australia. Um, He missed his scheduled flight uh, due to family reasons and other reasons. That's why he didn't go on the plane uh, to Australia. Um, He had already had his flight ready to go for Australia. The rescheduled uh, flight from the original departure date last Saturday. But today informed the team he will not make his arranged flight. uh, Rearranged flight, I should say. So with the flight availability a real challenge, a seat was found for him to leave Guyana Guyana, uh, today, meaning um, he would unfortunately miss the first T20 National against Australia on Wednesday, which was on October the 5th um, at Metricon Stadium, the West Indies said in a statement. Um, So unfortunately for him, he will not take part in the T20 World Cup. Uh, Shamar Brooks... Um, has been named his replacement in the squad. He's done pretty well, Shamar Brooks, in his short T20 career. Um, He's only played 11 games for the West Indies. Um, He'll fly out to join the squad in Australia as soon as possible. Now, he had a pretty good CPL this year, Shamar Brooks. He played uh, for the Jamaican Talawas, who won the tournament this year. Uh, 241 runs in seven innings. Um, He scored an unbeaten 109 in the qualifier final, uh, to help the Talawas uh, to go on to win the tournament. He averaged around about 40 with the bat and a strike rate of 153.5 in the tournament, while he scored an unbeaten 56 in his last T20 international innings against New Zealand in August. So he's not a bad replacement for Sherman Hetmeyer, but that uh, isn't good news for the West Indies that Hetmeyer has been left out of the squad. So, um, yeah, things... Um, not going the way of the West Indies um, at the moment. So they are going to be tested against this um, Australian team in this short series. And they are going to be tested in the T20 World Cup as well, especially in their first round group in Group B, up against Ireland, who have been doing well in T20 cricket, Scotland and Zimbabwe. So it's not going to be easy for this West Indian team. The batting and bowling, um, they've got a lot of problems in both departments. They've got to rely heavily on experienced batters and bowlers like Puran, Powell, Brooks, Holder. Um, In terms of the batting, the bowling, you've got Holder, Cottrell, um, experienced players that really got to guide this young uh, West Indian bowling attack as well. So they're going to be under pressure, this West Indies team, um, with both bat and ball, but it's it's how they come out and and how they play. in terms of how they gel as a team. It's not going to be easy. There's a lot of pressure on them. Um, So they are going to be tested in this short series against Australia. But um, for the West Indies, it's all about trying to perform on a consistent basis and just trying to go out there and back yourself and have that belief. They've got very talented players who can do very well. We've seen the likes of Puran, Powell, uh, Lewis, Holder and IPL or CPL or various other T20 leagues around the world do pretty well. 
And they've done pretty well for the West Indies international cricket on some occasions, but they haven't done it consistently. So for them, it's just about trying to go out there and, and really perform well as a team. Uh, but they are going to be tested. Uh, but let's see some fight and let's see the West Indies return to some sort of their best in this short series against Australia, but also for the T20 World Cup, which starts in a few weeks' time. Let's predict who's going to win this T20 International Series and the leading run scorer and leading wicket taker for the series. Now, I think everyone would agree that the series winner will be Australia. I think they'll win 2-0. Given how strong Australia is and given how the West Indies have been struggling in T20 cricket for some time, you'll probably think it's a straightforward series win to Australia. So 2-0 to Australia and I think they'll win the series comfortably in the end. Now, the leading run scorer for the series, I'm going to go with Cameron Green, uh, just because he had a great series in India. I think he's going to have a good series against the West Indies in these two games. So he's going to be the leading run scorer for the series. Leading wicket-taker for the series, I'm going to go with Josh Hazelwood. He had a bit of a rough series in India, but he's a quality bowler, Josh. So I'm guessing he's going to come back strongly against the West Indies in these two games and probably top the uh, leading wicket-takers list for this short T20 international series against the West Indies. Those are my predictions for this T20 international series. If you're listening to this episode of the podcast on YouTube, let us know in the comments. Who do you think will win the series? And your predictions for leading run scorer and leading wicket taker for this T20 international series. It would be great to hear your predictions and thoughts. Important two games for both teams leading into the T20 World Cup. Australia defending champions will be looking to improve and get better as they try to fine-tune their squad ahead of their title defence. For the West Indies, these two games are very important as they look to prepare for the T20 World Cup. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get the latest episodes of the podcast. And like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.